I'm telling you right now, I'm not letting anybody in the Senate steal my joy. <laughs> because I know you and I, we appreciate something that we get that a lot of my colleagues don't. And I want to tell you when I look at you, this is why I get emotional. It's hard for me not to look at you and not see my mom, not to see my, my cousins. I see my ancestors and yours. You have earned this spot. You are worthy. You are a great American. There is a love in this country that is extraordinary. You admitted it about your parents. They loved this nation, even though this country didn't love them back. But you are here because of that kind of love. And nobody's taken this away from me. Hey, good evening. Good evening. Uh, welcome to Damn This Is Hard Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Rudy. And I'm your second host, Nicole. <laughs> and we're back. Woohoo! Yes. Um, so I feel like this is going to be a pretty good episode. Um, it comes at a, I guess, like a a sad time, but then also it, it just put a lot of things in perspective for me and my family. Um, so it's going to be a great episode, but I know we do have like one segment that we usually do, and I got it right. It's called, Ooh, Girl, the Shit Hit the Fan. Right? Girl, what hit the fan this week? So I feel like the biggest thing that I am so proud of is the confirmation hearing. Well, I'm not proud about the way they treated this young I shouldn't say young. Well, yeah, she's a young woman. Young, intelligent, African-American. Actually, it's African. Her parents are from Africa, but she is American. Um, the judge, she, it was her confirmation hearing this past week. Um, and they did not treat her well, but... Whose hearing are you referring to? Um, you know, I cannot pronounce her name, child. Hold up. Okay, let me not mess it up. It is Judge... Katanji Brown Jackson. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so it was um, President Biden's pick. He, you know, since Trump got to pick a lot, I feel like he padded the Supreme Court with a lot of uh, conservative judges. And Katanji Brown Jackson, um, I think it officially wrapped probably Friday. Um, hopefully I'm not misspeaking. But it was her confirmation hearing um, for her to be on the Supreme Court. Yeah, this is a big deal. This yeah. is a really huge big deal. And she's um, very smart, but like the way she held her composure with a lot of the questions that... Yeah, the line of questioning was a bit um, 360 out of line, totally, totally left. You feel me? Left field with it. Like they trying to get you off your swivel, trying to cause you to get your feathers in a bunch or trying to get you upset about something that has nothing to do with what they're there for to accomplish, which is sad that, it, that people try to do that, unfortunately. Um, but unfortunately not. Um, I felt like, you know, um, as black women or black people in general, we're used to it. So it's to, to us, it's, it's a normal thing and it's to expect it's to, to be expected, unfortunately. And it shouldn't be like that, but that's the honest God truth. I'm just going to keep it real. Um, it is. I agree. Like it, it shouldn't be something that we expect, but all too um, much. We always have to one, always like uh, turn the other cheek and we are always expected to, to keep our composure. Otherwise we're labeled as like, aggressive black man or angry black woman so we tried to but like especially the one the one uh senator he was like yeah so what are your thoughts on um or what is your thoughts on uh policing uh and either abolishing police forces adding more officers taking away officers and she was like again i'm a judge i just uphold the laws I do not police and i do not um go after policy. She's like, that's what the Senate does. So she's like, if you guys change the policy on if you want to defund the police, she's like, that is one thing. She's like, but I am just a judge. I uphold laws, not policies. And he was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, like, shut up, sir. <laughs> shut up. 
know what your job duties are? You must not know your first that of all, first your of all, first job of all, duties. We're speaking to those that are maybe possibly, which it already shows and proven that very uneducated. She is overly qualified for this type of role. Uh, secondly, she is quite smarter than the average bear. So I just feel like the questioning that he was doing didn't it wasn't it had no relevance, it had no real like you know what i'm saying substance to it like he's just trying to like oh well whose side are you going to take the law doesn't the law has already been created unless there's a new law that stipulates or states otherwise she has to follow whatever the law is exactly so he doesn't make it doesn't make any sense any normal person would have known that so i don't know why he was even asking that how is he even in that position why are you a senator if you don't know y'all make the policies hello but i feel like that's all this is also like goes back to it's all too um familiar even like in corporate america i know we've talked about like um like our parents who may be well versed in a certain uh, department or area, um, and people don't expect that because they may be black women, and then like they're trying to check them on that. Even mm-hmm. in like regular mm-hmm. corporate America, it's terrible. So I feel like, but she, she, I'm telling you, I feel like I that's gonna be my 2022 goal is to be able to be that dignified because I would have been like, fuck this. <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I mean it depends on the person if you can handle that type of thing. So basically I feel like she's probably already used to it only because like you know I said she's a judge, so she probably has been put through the ringer multiple times through different scenarios or different situations where she's constantly having to um I don't want to say prove herself, but just state the obvious, but then also overly prove herself too, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the lady has been on both sides of the courtroom. You feel me? She's been a judge. She's been a, either a prosecutor or a, def- they not a defendant. Actually, like- actually, she, which is like a little fun fact that you said that, like she is the first Supreme Court justice that was once instead of just being a prosecutor, she was a public defender. Yeah, so she's yeah, so she's even she's more qualified. So she had to be at like barely making it. Because yeah. the public defenders get paid pennies compared yep. to regular prosecutors, and no other Supreme Court justice have has ever been a public defender. Yeah, kudos to those out there that are willing to do that, and you know, um, it's 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 very honorable, I think. Um, to be quite honest, yeah, to work for um people that also cannot afford. So, like, one, you're also, even though you may be a a lawyer or a prosecutor or you know, representing the law, you also are getting paid low, but you're also doing it so that you can help those who are less fortunate. Um, oftentimes, you know, they probably find themselves in predicaments where they may even be like innocent, but you know, if they don't have a good public defender, you know, that outcome could totally be different. So yeah, kudos to everybody that goes that route to anything, social services, social work, public defenders, all of those fields where you're, you know, very giving of yourself and it's not always you know, you're not always compensated well to do those mm-hmm. positions. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I was yeah. just like, but the, oh, and then the icing on the cake is the meme that's going around with just her daughter looking in like admiration to her mom. I was oh like, yeah, <laughs> I've seen it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it sets, it sets a standard. It sets, um, we forget sometimes uh, being on uh, our, our typical rigmarole of taking care of our family that we're not watching who's really watching us. And as parents, you have to be aware of that because Woo, um, say that next- again. That just hit me, girl. <laughs> I'm like, is that a word? Say that one more time because I'm like, dang, is she talking to me? Because as parents, really- we have to be aware that we are currently being watched, not just by the outside of people that are from the outside looking in into our household. But I'm talking about the little ones, like our children who are looking up to us or they're the next future that's going to be either doing what we're doing or not doing more or doing better than what we are. So we have to set the status quo at a certain standard of what you expect and what you do not tolerate and what you do tolerate and what, you know what I'm saying? You have to be able to show an example or be an example or be a beacon for that, for that child. And sometimes we're just in our, in our, in our normal routine or we're in a stagnant routine where we're used to just going, 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 doing, 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 and then not stopping to realize like, Oh, have I even sat down and asked my child how her day was or how his day was, or 
to see if they need help with their homework or to see what activities they're in or to see if they made any new friends or to see if um if even if how it was feeling. lunch or to see how their day is going. You have to take time out to spend time with your children um, because they are the next generation that's behind you that is going to change the world for the better. We're hoping. Girl, I'm about to start praise dancing up here. I feel like you guys <laughs> speaking to my soul. No, that is so real. That is so real. And I we forget like- about that because mm-hmm. when we're going to, yeah, when we we forget about that, we're going to work, right? And then yeah. we go and pick them up from school or we go and wait for them when they get off the bus and we go, you know, or not, or you just wait to get home and then you're going to cook dinner and then you, you make sure their homework is done. You make sure their clothes is clean. You make sure they have lunch for the next day. But we're not stopping even as they get older, when they become teenagers, we're talking, we're talking before they even get to that point. We're talking toddlers, we're talking elementary, talking middle school, we're talking high school. Find the time to to spend with your children and to ask those questions because you never know how they're experiencing life for them in this in this cold world right now that we're in right now. And I say cold world because they're all good days and bad days, but you never know what their little eyes are being exposed to be it in school, be it via friends, be it online, via television, you know, via radio, whatever, their ears and eyes that are listening. Um, so definitely check in with your, with your children about uh, what's going on in the world and allowing them to experience not only just the bad things of what we're seeing, but also it's being able to explain. And if you can't explain it, Google, Google's there, books are there, talk to intelligent people, whatever. But also sharing the positive things that happen in your life, um, sharing stories that you experience with friends, um, sharing um, uh, books that you have read, sharing um, uh, movies that made impact on you to, you know, um, to learn about love, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Definitely take time out to spend time with your children and to just check in with them. You know what I'm saying? Make that a routine, not a weekly routine, like a once a day routine. You feel me? Like twice a day if you need to. <laughs> no, really, because I feel like, you know, our parents probably used to say, what is that saying? I think it was more like my grandparents, my grandma would say, like, do as I say, not as I do. Like, don't do my actions, because, you know, sometimes yeah. my actions may not be good, but, like, just listen to me. No, but, like, we do got to um model, like you said, be a model to our children. Like, we can't just, you know, chastise them and think we're going to only say, like, yeah, this is what you should or should not be doing, but then we're not emulating that for them like we can't say yeah you should always make your bed and then we're not making our bed like you know like because another yeah it's true you should not curse we're cursing yes i struggle too every single day Uh i struggle with that and i'm working on it Mm. you know what i'm saying i'm working it's it's on my list for prayers to work on yeah because you heard me cuss in the beginning i'm like (laughs) no you know i be trying that's just like my one vice like i don't smoke I only drink occasionally, but like, I, I, do I have a mouth like a sailor? I surely do. And I'm like, Xavier, don't you say these words in school. I'm and like, no shade to the sailors that are out there that actually do ship. <laughs> or, you know, uh, I, you know, we're not trying to shade anybody, but we just, we have struggles too. We struggle with day-to-day things that are basic things. You know, I'm not going to hold you. We're all human beings. We all have struggles. You know what I'm saying? And allow your children to know that you have, you're struggling too, you know, because at the end of the day, they're not perfect and we're not perfect. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that does, so, like being that open and honest. I think that is mm-hmm. what we can do. I feel like that's that's a good way. To that's the difference I feel like from yeah, previous, like previous how we were raised versus what's happening now, I feel like. But that's just my opinion. I feel like that, but I don't, I am going to speak for myself. Accountability, holding myself accountable or like, I guess, self-aware. Yeah. I don't say like, oh, I'm struggling. I may just say, mm-hmm. oh, give mommy a minute, but I really don't say like, yeah, I just was feeling down today. So you have to like give me a moment. But like that's maybe like keeping it real, just so they can be like, no, I so keep it real with my children. Coming home and be like, mom, I'm feeling down. I had a bad day at school. Like maybe yeah. that's how that dialogue could go. Because I'm like, if we're yeah. always pretending we're just strong and nope. nothing bothers us, and they may nope. not want to come to us with stuff. And wow, nope, and that's why I don't do I tell my daughter, I'm like, yo, I'm tired today. I am not the one for today. I am very tired. So mommy needs you to, to do what you have to do today. <laughs> like, get it together. I don't need to be assisting you too much. Let's go. You feel me? I am very tired. Oh, all right, mommy, you're having a hard day. That's what she says. Yeah, so I don't ever say I'm tired. I do work. say, oh, mommy's not feeling good. Like, if I'm having a lupus flare or, like, just sick. 
I'm like, mm-hmm. mommy really is. I like really is a mommy cannot cannot. I said, mommy just can't because she's just not feeling well. And he like, oh man, I guess you just need ginger ale. I'm like, oh god, I'm, <laughs> I'm passing. I'm passing down. <laughs> the black woman person scared of everything. Just get some ginger ale. I'm like, oh no, just pour like, some ginger ale. <laughs> I have like a. I'm like, you know, they like I have my like my loop my lesion or whatever. Like my I get um like. Uh, lupus rash on my face. Like, oh my, mm-hmm. you just need ginger. I'm like, well, my kids just pour ginger on her face, but thank you, son. Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate you for that. <laughs> like, oh, I got e- I got I got brother for today. I have Ethan for today. I have my little brother. Like <laughs> she'll yeah. she'll help him down the steps to do all that stuff. Because I'd be like, oh man, I just I'd be sh- like some days, just like they have bad days, little people, I say little people meaning like little children have bad days during the week where they don't feel like going to school or going to daycare or whatever. Same thing happens to adults. And I think um, more often than not, we don't share. I mean, we don't have to share everything with our children because some stuff they can't comprehend or understand yes. or can even handle. Yes, but the things that they can handle, mm-hmm. um, just basic conversation, asking them how their day is went, you know, they're making any new friends. Um, what did you learn today at school? Anything. Anything happens in terms of anything can help in terms of a conversation with your children. So definitely do that. And that's what that's what I got from that picture that she was proud of her mom because she's seen probably how hard she was working but from time to time and then she got to really fully see her mom in action and she was very proud of her mom. Yes. Um, and um, I was, I was watching the, um, I guess like the interview of like when that picture was taken. So it was uh, Senator Cory Booker was uh, said like, Oh, how amazing. Cause she actually wrote a letter to president, former president Obama stating that his, uh, her mom should be in, should be a Supreme Court justice. And that's what uh, Senator Booker was saying. And that's why she was kind of glancing over. And he was like, wow. And he was like, you did great. He's like, you have a teenager that is looking at you with admiration instead of like, you know, usually typical girls, like at that time, they'd be like, oh my God, my mom doesn't understand me. I hate my mom. Ah. There's, we're so dramatic. Girls are so dramatic in the teenagers. Oh, uh, like, going through the hormone. Thing. Yeah. Okay. Like you feel like your mom is like, doesn't understand you. You're like, oh my mom uh, she doesn't get my life when we went through the same thing but that's why you think like how amazing that you're at that age she even wrote the letter I think she was like maybe 12 then and mm. wrote a letter to former President Obama saying like why her mom should be a Supreme Court justice and now she's getting confirmed to be one so that is uh, that is the the it's not really shitting yeah. it in the fan it's just amazing stuff hitting the fan from yeah my opinion but yeah, for some, I think at, at some point through that the whole process, she needed to hear I forget what the guy was named was that positive feedback that you know you're not alone in this. I understand what you're you know what you're going through right now. A lot of these questions are uncalled for, but God got oh, you. Senator Booker, you were yeah. meant to mm-hmm. be in that spot that you were in, and you were about to get the position that was destined for you to have, and let no one else think for one second that it's not meant for you because it is meant for you and although they're putting you through this it does not matter it does not matter at this point you know what I'm saying and I just was like really I felt it too she shed a tear because I think she she needed she needed to hear that because you know sometimes you feel like you're out on the field by yourself that you seem like you can't win but you're constantly still coming to the bat you're constantly still showing up you're constantly still getting on there on time, doing what you're supposed to do, but yet it's it's not what you think is meant for you is still not happening. You know what I'm saying? And um, at that point, I think God already had said yes. She just couldn't see that he had already said yes. And I feel like that was an additional confirmation for her that she was where she was supposed to be. And I know these people were getting on her nerves. And he's like, you got five more to go. <laughs> just five more. And you'll be done. You like look back and laugh at this whole thing because it was a hot mess and you have made four attempts to come to this seat to get this position. You did not give up. You stuck in there through the hardest time. And now you're finally going to get in that position. Like that's what that seemed like. You know what I'm saying? It was. Oh, it did. It just felt so encouraging. Sometimes you need that extra boost. Sometimes you get, you can. And obviously I know he was God sent at that moment. Cause I'm yeah. like, she just seemed like she was getting like beat down. It was just mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Like, golly. I'm just trying to get confirmed and y'all are yeah, trying to, trying to get me to quit, but, yeah. but see God has the final say. So, yeah. 
But yeah, so that is our shit hits the fan. But I feel like it was just gloriousness. Yeah, congratulations to her and her family. That's a big deal. This is a big, big deal. And 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 even for like the next generation, you just feel like they're going to feel like it's just not going to be, you know, like even if her daughter doesn't follow that route, all the other boys and girls that are from minority descent, maybe not even just African-American, Latino, anything Asian, they know like it's a little bit easier because every time like I feel like the path, somebody walks that path, it's just easier to walk through. So yeah, it's just amazing that, you know, that, yeah, she, she withstood all the, the craziness because like I said I would have said okay well this has been real I'm gonna skadoodle and y'all have a great day like I would have just rolled on out yeah um, it's more easier it's more easier for them it, it seems like it's so it, it it's what they would want you to do that's the thing mm-hmm. that's the, they were trying to scare her and I think the reality of it is you can't she's already been up there so many times there's so many other qualified women too that uh that qualify for that position but what God has for you is meant for you, and ain't no man can take it from you. At the end of the day, it was meant for her. You feel me? And so she was going to get that spot. So I, you know, hats off to her. That's that's a, a huge accomplishment, a big deal. Not that she didn't accomplish a lot already in her life. She has, based on the reading of her best friend. I said, oh man. So if I had my best friend up there, what would she say? If I had my best friend represent me in something serious what would she say that's what that's what my brain was thinking when the lady when her best friend was reading um using her i thought that was the coolest thing to do and um it just got me thinking like what else more can i accomplish in this life like mm-hmm. i feel like i could do more like the sky's the limit like it's not the limit rather i could go past the sky like it just that's what it just it gave, it just me gave you hope or extra boost hope. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gave me hope, a beacon of hope. Yeah. That's true. That is true. But I feel like this kind of goes into, especially based on like her daughter, kind of goes into the the meat and potatoes of today's episode, which is estate planning. Woo! The meat and potatoes? What is that? An estate planning? Yeah. Yeah. Fun stuff stuff it actually can be fun if you plan your estate out well versus not having a plan and then having to do with shenanigans <laughs> okay true true and, 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 and it's understandable you know um, and you always told me i feel like this is a saying i feel like you there's two events that cause ruckus oh yeah or mayhem <laughs> So wedding? not even mayhem. You just find out who people who your real true family members are and who real how people really are. Who is yeah, really ruckus and mayhem. on your side. Yeah, ruckus and mayhem. A bunch of shenanigans is the word for the day. Shenanigans. Okay. So shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say boom bam period. Okay. So in 2020, my one uncle passed away. And we were surprised, and it was a blessing, because we were like, okay, we're going to have to pay for this, you know, because my uncle, God rest his soul, great man, but was he, like, into the financial aspects of life? No, he didn't, he was never married, didn't have kids, so we just anticipated, like, okay, we're paying for this funeral ourselves, me, my mom, my sister, like, we're going to have to handle it, but he had a policy. I was like, ooh, this is wonderful, oh, my God, he really planned, I'm like, this is amazing, he planned for his final days and how that should be taken care of. Unbeknownst to us, it was two beneficiaries on there and one beneficiary. That's a word that goes in estate planning, y'all. Write that down, jot that down. If you don't know, Google it. Beneficiary. <laughs> anyway, so he had two people as his beneficiary, and the one person had other opinions versus like what we had. Um, so that begun some chaos however that went over smooth he we laid him to rest in the best way that we could considering the circumstances fast forward to um a couple weeks ago so tomorrow which is when i will drop this episode on monday will be two weeks um that my mom's youngest brother 
Yes. No. Second youngest brother. Okay. So second youngest brother, um, he passed away oh, very so- suddenly. Wow. This is um, a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't like uh, a long illness or anything. Literally. Out of the blue. Out of the blue. Very sudden. Yeah. Very sudden. Um, and I feel like that was part of the reason why it kind of took us off, off uh, go- took us. Caught us off guard. Yeah. Off guard. So we jumped in like regular action because my mom is the oldest sibling, oldest living sibling out of all her 511 siblings. So we, you know, just rushed into action and unbeknownst to us, um, I I knew my uncle had a life insurance policy and I knew he had a 401k. Okay. However, we assumed a beneficiary was one person and again, it was not. So, it was just all these craziness things going on. So you're saying the beneficiary and a life insurance policy is the same thing, correct? So you can have a life insurance policy and use you yes, you name a beneficiary. Correct. But you can also name a beneficiary on your 401k. Okay. Which I did not know. Okay. I thought it just like. I don't know what I thought, but I definitely did not know you could name a beneficiary on that. I don't know why I didn't. Uh, it, I don't know why I didn't think that. I kind of just thought like it's usually on the form. Like when you go and apply for a job, they have like if the if the company itself is offering a four one k, a four one k and a beneficiary, it's usually um, either combined or depending on how they the company set it up, they could have had two companies, one do four one ks and the other one do the beneficiary. It depends on how the company is laid out and how they're doing their policies um, for their employees. So yes, that can possibly happen. And you can switch your four one k. Um, is it 401k? You can, like, if you have money, um, you can also switch it over to the IRA. It's it's a lot of, it's a lot of loops you could do, but yes, it can happen. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I, the only reason why, and this is like another term that, so usually you can do like an irrevocable trust. And I think that's probably something that I would do because the only person that so I just, I have recently just had a child. I shouldn't say recently, but like he's five. So of mm-hmm. course, if I name him as my beneficiary, that has a lot of loops and bounds. So like, it's, it's better to possibly put him, put the funds in a different type of account instead of just naming him a beneficiary because he would he would have to have somebody over overseeing that since he is a minor. Um, mm-hmm. unless, unless he was 18 when I passed or over 18. But, so my uncle did have those. Um, and, uh, so he has a beneficiary. That is perfection. Okay, boom. That is great. So then we were planning the services, and that's great. However, uh, 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 my uncle has other assets um, that needed to be taken care of. Um, and he had one beneficiary named, which is an heir to him. It's his next of kin, which is a child. But my uncle also has two other children. So this is where we should talk. So there are different ways to plan your estate. And there's different, every year or so, you should reevaluate said estate based on um, things may change. Like maybe you... uh, are starting to contribute more to a 401k or pulling back or like you said, Nicole, switching from a 401k to an IRA for some of, of your retirement um, savings. And you have another child or. Yeah. Or you want to add an additional beneficiary on there because you could break it out based on percentages and all of that too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to split. You don't have to have everything split equally. You can do that too. Like you said, like if you want, and Your you can children. also do, and you can also do a will that can also, a will of your estate or uh, what's it called, a will and testament that can also. Uh, I don't know if it trumps the beneficiary, or the estate. I forget how it goes, but there's a specific order depending on your state that you live in. 
the laws may vary. Let me just say, it may not be the same process as what we're saying, but the terminology is still the same, as I, I believe so, right? Yes, it's still the same. But so, I don't think. So, a but, quick thing, I did learn that. Um, so, I was asking because a, a lot of stuff went on, y'all. So, I had reached out to um, a family friend who's actually a, re um, a real estate agent, and she got us in. in connection with a, a state um and they said by designating a beneficiary on a retirement account and or life insurance that means you're completing the trans completing the the transfer on death designation for that account usually th that means that those beneficiaries are um are not included in the will like they don't go through that so if if you in your situation, like if, if your husband only named one person, even if it's not you, like let's say you name one of the children as the beneficiary for those accounts, they are the beneficiary for that. Like they, they don't have to split it. It is their money. Mm, okay. Um, and that is um, not included in the will because the will is usually the... For the estate stuff. Or for any the materials um, that yeah, are left. That's usually that is non-physical assets. So usually your mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so your non-physical assets are your 401k, your IRA, any bank accounts, because you can list them as well. Now mm -hmm. that is one thing that I did because I learned that after my first uncle passed away. So he yes, he named beneficiaries for his life insurance policy, but he named um myself and my mother as his um i guess next of kin or uh what do they call it yeah next of kin but not that um there's another word for it like how um like you can add an like an authorized user so we're okay we're, yes okay so we are on the on his bank account so you can name different ones for different things so like yes if your husband only named one of your children as the beneficiary for his, like for his retirement accounts and his mm -hmm. life insurance, then they would have access to that. And like that, let's say he named you a you as beneficiary or um, authorized person for all bank assets, mm -hmm. then you would get those. Um, but yeah, it says with that, that's usually for your non physical assets. Now your physical assets are your home, your car, that jazz. That is usually what is included in the will. Because it's like mm. actual tangible assets. Um, yeah. So usually they're separate. Um, but it says like you really should take a look. Like when you're trying to estate plan, you should go mm -hmm. and itemize and in, in inventory. And I was like, what does that mean? That's what she said. And I was like, okay, what is she even talking about? She's like, so, and then obviously you should keep updating this. When you're old, I don't know how you're doing that. Like when we're like 80, like, am I really trying to go through and be like, okay. I yeah, I, yeah, that's kind of hard for um older people. Like, I, I've talked to some of my older cousins and they're like, girl, I'm going to leave this to you. And I'm like, if it's not in your will and you don't have, if you've never went to go get it notarized, a letter or anything saying such things, uh, it's not going to go to me. <laughs> I specifically say that because they don't know. They're, they're unaware. So, um, yeah. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, says you should go through, make a list. I guess especially of like the big things. So it includes the home itself. It can includes include materialistic things like tele television. So if the jewelry. person does not have a will mm -hmm. and they only had a beneficiary and a authorizations on their accounts, and then like how does a person know? Who has what, or is that illegal if someone goes in there and starts taking things that are pretty much not theirs, like other family members or friends or whoever? Is that considered to be illegal according to Pennsylvania law? That's, uh, I feel like for most states, that is considered illegal because until it goes through the probate process. So if you have a will, mm -hmm. it's um, usually things would just transfer smoothly, like they go from what the people get mm -hmm. the entity that you want them to get mm -hmm. if you don't have a will it's called in in estate in interstate which is you don't it's have a state 
so you don't have an estate. So that's usually when it has to go through the probate process. Usually yeah. if you have a will, you won't have to unless it's like you have a huge estate. So if you have like, now that is where like it might vary state by state. So like Pennsylvania has to be like over 10 million of your total assets um, are greater than 10 million. Then even with the will, it would have to go to the probate process. But like each state of that thing varies. So like mm. Delaware may be different. California may be way different because their homes are very expensive. So like even, so that's one thing, but yeah. So if you remove any property, because that's why I said, should, that's why they tell you to take inventory of everything except like clothes. I mean, who, you could, but who cares about clothes? Um, they don't really have a good, they're almost like cars. They depreciate. So like, they're not going to say, Ooh, you have a Gucci sweater. That's still worth ten thousand dollars like no it's old as hell so like that doesn't matter but like you should go through jewelry because that's a lot of people like to go through homes and try to take jewelry which i just found out about anywho um yes you should you should mark that down especially for you you do have a daughter and a son like what if your son wants a piece of jewelry of yours in that and i don't think people like to talk about estate planning because it makes them feel morbid but that could be like where some disagreements could lie because like yeah some people like oh oh i want grandmom's engagement ring oh i want it or i want like so it's like that how how would you determine like who should get it should it go to the girl because you're a woman or like should your son get pieces i feel like like, i feel like i feel like that's when those those wills that are written out to who gets what, I feel like that's usually where that's said, that's where it's established or said or stated. But if there's no will and um, 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 what I'm saying, the people that are still left behind that are like the most closest, which would be either the siblings or the children of that, of that, I forget how it goes, which order, then um, I think it's supposed to get split amongst them but i thought so also thought that it's supposed to go through the court system before anybody takes anything i feel like that's what's supposed to happen because paperwork has to be signed the uh, taxes on any house or any property needs to be paid prior to consuming it in someone else's name or taking anything out of the out of that person's property that used to that's there that's what i thought legally is supposed to happen um but i don't know you know on what grounds but I, I do believe so because it, it actually happened to my mom and her siblings and their the the house that was technically um left to my mom um in one of the I think it's like a will I don't know if it's a will and testament it was a will and it was um it was left technically left to my mom but for some reason the sisters kind of and everything is public record so you'll be able to find out and to go and notify and find out but they pretty much um pretty much claimed that all the all the siblings are deceased and they illegally signed um a document saying that they had no more siblings and the two signed it and pretty much signed the house over to each other which then made it so they could be able to sell the house and then in turn uh get money from the house and then also still not share the money amongst the rest of the siblings and the rest of the siblings were unaware until after the fact so illegally yes that's after speaking with the lawyer, they can be tried and brought to justice. She can file a complaint. I know there's a, a statute of limitations regarding that. I think Pennsylvania is like, I think you have up until four years, I believe, to file for something like that if this has happened to you. And then um, in that time frame, they can either be fined or they actually have to do jail time. I forget what the, um, I don't know if it's considered to be a felony or what, but I know that they would have to do jail time. Or have to pay a huge ass amount of fines too, as well. Um, especially if they, um, and but I, I, at the same time, when you do do that and you don't write down any other siblings, they're not going to actually call and find out if there's any siblings because my mom did not receive a phone call, nor an email, no nothing, um, or a text message. So, no, that's, uh, I, and I think because they said that maybe she was deceased because with the estate law. She said, she said otherwise. She said they generally typically do. That's why it does take longer. That's why they a lot of people try to not go through the probate because you're paying a lawyer this whole time mm-hmm. and they are scouring and searching for said siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's the point because they they know. I think they obviously know. Like probably like back in the 
beginning of time, maybe they didn't know, but you know, they know people are slick and trying to get over on people. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's what she said. She said, actually, it's like they really like scour and try to really find, like they are searching. They mm-hmm. will search, they look at, they interview, they do a big long process to make sure that is what is, what they're saying is true and factual. Like they're not just, you know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't be very easy for my sister to just say if something were to happen to my mom, like, oh, I don't have a sibling. Like, they, they search these things. Maybe even they, they go back. Maybe they look at financial records. I don't know what they do, but they really do, like, a long process. But I'm thinking... Yeah, I, I don't know how long, how much time frame that was supposed to be because at the time when this happened, mm-hmm. um, although it was two siblings that signed and said they had no more siblings, they were about four, three, one, two, three... Three, yeah, three siblings additional to the two that signed were still living. So, and maybe they, because they said that, that's the only thing I could think because they said, like, oh, every, all the other people are deceased. Like, maybe that's why. And maybe it took like two people to sign that to to pretty much confirm, like two siblings to sign that. To yeah, confirm. like, yeah. So, and maybe so they, that's how they got away with it because based on what the lawyer saying they did, she like, does oh, yeah, have a case she could go and sue and and all of that but the siblings from my understanding um because they were up in age they said you know what they're considered to be robbers and thieves and if they but unfortunately like you said street. it really went down to it but like you said it really went down to it because and this is why again we should evaluate these things um your mom's parents only put her as one and so, like, the same would go in your situation. Like, would that be fair if it was everything is only put in your daughter's name? Like, these well, are the, the things we is, have to think about. The but, is, then, but the thing is, they were aware. I think all the siblings found out because they found the paperwork. And the person who wrote up the policy or um, the will was still alive at the time. And he said that my grandma was in the right mind. She didn't have dementia at the time. And then she was saying that, um, not she, he, the guy was saying that, um, yeah, though he left it to, you know, you left it to your daughter. Um, my mom, if they would have talked to my mom or knew their sister as much as they claim they know her, she's not the type of person that would have just sold the house with the money for herself. She was actually either going to see how they wanted to go about it and actually possibly sell it at the end of everything once they decided to do it and then split it amongst her siblings, she would never have either or or kept it in the family and just, you know, what I'm saying and seeing who whoever like what they wanted to do with it or whatever. They would have made a decision together. And that option was not given to her is the oh, no, sure. neither was the other ones for our listeners. Maybe not everybody has family dynamics like that, but to just make sure and alleviate all that headache keep updating your your information you know because yeah. that because yeah, i mean even time. if she would have had so many other siblings on there doesn't mean does not defer the fact that it could not have still have happened is the thing and so and i don't know if that's just their dynamic but i mean like you're saying always keep it updated always know no but oh, so are. i should say oh that's what i should go further more into it yeah updated <laughs> but you make more than one copy and you put it in a safe deposit box where nobody could therefore it's dated it's notarized they say make multiple copies take mm-hmm. it to the lawyer have them all over the place and then that would alleviate that but uh, you know old folks are black people we're not we're just getting first into like the estate planning because i mean we were not even allowed to be owners of things up until yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so but that's how they say you can alleviate that you don't have to just have one will in your desk drawer at home no get it notarized keep one at a law, law office mm-hmm. keep one in a p.o box Mm-hmm. You can say you open it here. You have your keys to the PO box and have a designated person, or have the law office have it. So then, then if that would have been the case, like there would be no way to dispute it. If your mom like did all those steps, had like eight copies, had one at a lawyer's, one at a PO box, like so when they try to do some bogus stuff, it. I mean, they would have gotten caught because <laughs> I mean, there's no way to dispute it if it's like at a lawyer's office. But they should definitely make more more than one copy. So I think a lot of people, we probably just had one will and we just keep it in the crib. Like, no, you should. They definitely said put it in a P.O. box. That's, that's Well, they it. tried to do what is called an addendum to the actual original. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's when the lawyers were like, yeah, no. Um, after the fact, she was already had dementia. So that wouldn't have held up in court. Uh, they were saying like they didn't have the authorization to do that. The house wasn't near; it wasn't left to them at all. And so, but 
is if they wanted to is if my mom and the rest of her siblings that were still living at the time wanted to pursue legal course or legal actions they actually had the right to do it but no one had either the legal funds to do it no one had the time to do it and at this point they got to answer to god on that and that's i think that's where they left it if they feel like that they're not their siblings when they see them in the street they don't know who they are and they just won't speak to them i guess i don't know yeah, oh, kind of left it up to God to deal with aunt, because I remember I asked that question because I was like, yeah, I'm like, I've heard a lot of times. I'm like, what is the point of really getting a will if things like that? And I, I didn't know the full example, but I just kind of, you know, generalized kind of what happened with your family situation. Mm-hmm. And she said, once your will is finalized, signed, witnessed, and notarized, you will want to make sure that your estate administrator gets a copy. Um, if it's if the original is not being kept in your home. Technically, it should be kept at an attorney's office. You can, you should also keep a copy in a safe place at home as well. And as she said, a really important fact. She said, "Bear in mind, while you can make, um, while you can make copies, only the original will, the wet signature document, um, can be filed for um for the probate purposes. So that wet signature document is the one that you should always keep, not at home. Keep a copy at home." Keep a copy with people. Send your wet signature one to your administrator, or or technically leave it at an attorney's office. Because if you're signing it there, it's getting notarized. I feel like that's when it would be hard to dispute because that is the attorney's point of position. Because I have a family member that um has dis- dementia, and her, well, their family member has it, and she was trying to, trying to change things um, of her mother's. Um, power of attorney like medical and things but because my family member is so far at advanced in her alzheimer's they weren't able to do it and the lawyer said she's not competent so that's the point like so usually you're signing it if you're signing in the lawyer's office that's the best place to try to do it um and they make sure that they are competent so that it can be valid like so they can so the the validity of it is not attested um cannot be contested so they do that too um mm-hmm. like i so that's the way to protect yourself. And then also up regularly reviewing your documents. Um, Cause a lot of people, she said one case, which was horrible. Man was married, got divorced, had kids, put his new spouse on everything. And the um, um, prior marriage and children got nothing in that estate. Yeah. So that was brought up to me recently last week. My uncle asked me, um, do I think that my dad's new girlfriend's going to be on all his stuff? I said, I wouldn't know. He's like, well, do you think you guys would get anything out of it? I said, I don't know. And I don't, I don't, I don't, um, expect anything. You know what I'm saying? Because we're not that close. Um, me and the, his girlfriend or me and my dad at this point. So I don't really know. I, I don't know. I told him, I said, I don't know that's up in the air. Like, it would it would dawn on me that it would be surprising to me if something was left to me or or that something was written down or if she decided to incorporate us in it that would be very shocking and surprising to me but i don't i'm not losing sleep over it i don't think it's i don't think it's going to happen and that's pretty much what i said to him he asked me the same thing and i'm like i don't know you should ask your brother that when you talk to him next cuz crap if i know mm. yeah i didn't think about that mm. yeah i'm yeah. probably not on my dad's but that's fine um yeah yeah but yeah i mean it's these are very valuable tools that we just learned from just you know um oh another thing did you know you could put pets oh yeah pets are considered to be property of the person who passed away so yeah i would see that as being a part of a will or part of a something yeah i can see that happening see i didn't know that yeah, because they're, they're my they're uncle had a property. dog and a cat, and that was like a big fight. Um, who should take the said cat or dog? And I feel like that's so crazy, uh, considering like so. If you're in like, my uncle had a girlfriend, and they were living together, raising this the the dog and the cat together, like raising them like their little kids. Um, to just strip them away when they were raised by somebody, just because it wasn't written in a will is like almost like the same equivalent of like ripping a child away. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know it's like, I'm being dramatic, but 
To think like but you're going to take the dog, the they judge, only I've know this, this person. Like, no, I mean, I've face- seen it on small claims court where people did mm-hmm. take someone else to court because, oh, yeah, the cat should be mine because, but it wasn't left in a will or anything. So they're like, mm-hmm. okay, so who actually paid? Do you have receipts to show that you paid for the pets? If she, if he or she has receipts for that, the judge, I think, really honors that and says, okay, well, who took care of the cat or the dog? during whatever said time the person was alive bam bam like that's still more evidence that that should belong to the person who actually was there with the pets um or the judge could decide hey which one do you prefer to have the dog or the cat or would you you know split like they try to be fair and lean lean how am i saying lean against it like they try to be oh, lenient yeah yeah the judge tries to be fair i've seen it on two different things on tv shows for um uh, small claims court um, with Judge Judy and Judge, um, I forget what the lady's name is. But yeah, they, they've done it before. So many times I've seen it where it wasn't left in a will. Um, there was no other document to say blah, blah. But the, the children wanted it. But the children are like older, they're like in their 20s or 30s or something. And the girlfriend still wanted to keep it because she's the one that bought it. And she had, she had like, bank she had her bank receipts to show that she paid for it and that it's they've been she'd been taking care of it now granted they would still come by she would let them come by and and hang out with the dog or whatever but she wouldn't let them leave with the dog and ultimately because um uh she paid for and all that now if they had a will and that's what the judge said if it was left in the will to give to a specific family member or child then they could use that that's legal documentation but it wasn't so therefore um uh that's grounds to say that that's technically her property even though it was in the same household as the deceased and so that's what they ultimately agreed on and i think also it went back to whatever state that those those um the people came from so she also used that too the laws from their state and what it says so depending on what the laws say in the state that you're in could could change could favor either way i feel (laughs) Mm, and then, mm-hmm. well, yeah, that is true. I didn't even think about that. I mean, yeah, I guess it definitely does vary state by state. They mm-hmm. also said that um, another key aspect that you should do is um, also my uncle uh, who just passed away uh, was just 53. Um, wow. And you should definitely, depending upon, you know, people are having children later, later and later. So you should you can also designate in your will like if it if you're a single parent like myself i probably could designate this or um well really if you're in a, in a two parent home as well i mean there's so many things that could happen but about how you want your child raised now it's not like the judge doesn't always have to honor it but they definitely will put that into place so like i didn't even know that um like if you're they can go by like you can dictate like how your parenting style is and how you would want your child to be. Cause I feel like that is, um, I have had, um, so I just, last week was really crazy. Um, Mm -hmm. so I had my uncle's funeral on Wednesday and then I had a good friend of mine's uh, funeral on Friday. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And he was only 45. Wow. Um, and yeah, that that one was a hard one. Um, but I'm sure like well one his wife is still alive and I'm sure she is obviously going to honor things that like he's already instilled. Um cuz he has like a young child. His youngest is maybe I think just turned 9. Um so you can designate like different things like about your more or values how you want especially like if it was like something were to happen to both parents and now an aunt or somebody is raising them and you don't want them to raise them all crazy and stuff. You still want, cause I feel like that's as a parent, something that you would feel that's a big, big worry. Like, God, if something happens to me, one, are they going to be raised right? And like, are they also going to be raised how I would have wanted them to be raised? Not like Joe Shimo. I mean, I know they can't be perfect and be you, but if there's certain things that you don't agree with, like some people don't want their children watching tablets some people don't want their children watching cable television. So like you No, understandable. Understandable. Yeah. It's just if the person whoever you suggested or who the judge decides to 
yeah, if they're going to honor those wishes, that's that's the other part of it because I don't, there's no really no guarantee that. And by law, like if they miss something on there, it's not like they're going to, depending on the state, I don't think that they would. They have more important things to be. <laughs> yeah, but at least, so even if it's like, but I think like a cool thing is that even if they don't honor it, you can still say it was written. So even if your child eventually, and they, you can make it stipulated, like, even if you don't want to honor this, I still want my child to read this will when they get 18 or something. They can know you based on that. Like, that's a way to still, like, pour into your child even when you're not physically present on yeah. earth, you know? Because they yeah. can be like, wow, my mom really wanted X, Y, and Z. Wow. Well, they did say in terms of if, like, say, for example, in the will was left that the child had a million dollars or something like that, and whoever's in charge of taking care of that child was in charge and been the beneficiary of making sure that they had everything that they need. If the child became of age, um, 18 or 19, and they realized like, hey, I went through my childhood without a lot of things that I needed to be successful or um, to live a certain lifestyle or whatever, they can literally take that other person to court, whoever raised them after the fact, and um, definitely uh uh, go against that because that's not what was written. You know what I'm saying? For them, the money was for them, not for their uh, their well being or you know what I'm saying, doing mm-hmm. stuff with their with the money that was left for them. So they can they do have rights um, at a certain point where they can actually go and sue even their current parents. They can sue their real parents. Um, I've seen judges talk about that on cases. If you don't watch small small claims court, please watch those shows. They're very enlightening um granted they're out of different states but some states do have the same laws across state lines so you just never know but it's very informative information um but yeah they can sue their parents if they feel like child support was left to them and they didn't apply it correctly the child can actually go back and sue the parents um all of that they can go but back that's what they say it. so when i was saying the thing they said that's why it is also definitely a good thing to have if not just if not just a will, but maybe once you start having children, the irrevocable trust, because instead of putting everything in something like the will, like assets, like I think tangible assets can be, uh, you can dictate like they get, you have a two million dollars for each child or something, mm-hmm. they can get like. 10,000 a month up until the eight year age of 18 and then they can get like a lump sum you can dictate it that away versus yeah. like somebody getting a will and like having somebody else like if they're access a minor who access yeah. to everything or somebody mm-hmm. else having access to the that child's full um you know full estate versus like putting it in a trust and they get it that's what the, the term trust fund babies comes because it's almost getting an allowance yeah. so if you want to do something like that that's another option instead of just having it all go at a lump sum. The person like, anybody would be buck wild. Even if it's uh, a 40-year-old versus a 18-year-old, if you're just getting this lump sum and you didn't have to work for it, it's just like, there's no chips, Xavier. Yeah, that's, ex- yeah, that is, that's a valuable point. Um, so we're getting close to time. So any additional um, thoughts you have um, regarding this episode? Because this is very enlightening. Episode. Oh, I want to say one other thing. Also, we're young, but as I've seen now a 45 year old and a 53 year old, you should also make sure you have things dictated for if you become incapacitated. So versus like a healthcare power of attorney, um, how you want your bills to continually to be paid, things like that. So you should also get that type of thing. Um, so you should get a medical care directive, a financial power of attorney, and the will, irrevocable trust. You can look those things up, beneficiary, but definitely don't think that we're so young that things cannot happen to you. So if That's you true. don't, you should try to do this now. They said anybody over the age of 18 should start getting it because oh, you wow. just never know. Yeah, Life insurance true. at least. Um, but definitely start planning. People think you can only have an estate planning if you have a, a home and that's not the case. You have a bank account and a job, then you definitely should do that. Because I'm like, even if you only have a little job or my niece or something like, where's where's her bank account going if something happened to her? You know, like, does she have yeah. somewhere that she may want that money to go? Um, it says that's definitely important. So 
definitely, no matter what, procrastination is the the enemy with regards to estate planning because you just never know what if you're you just day yeah you just never know you just never know so just be happen. prepared yeah mm-hmm. be proactive and be prepared um don't don't ever worry about having these courageous conversations because they're worth the conversation to have i used to be scared to have these conversations in my 20s but now i'm in my 30s and i i don't care uh, about the conversation i mean i care enough to be informed but it's not a worry or a weird thing to do um so yeah i hope this uh podcast episode has been very informative to you if you have any questions definitely um hit us up and leave some notes in the comments if you have questions um thank you again for listening to damn this is hard podcast don't procrastinate y'all get yourself prepared and yes thank you for tuning in to damn this is hard podcast (laughs) stay tuned to the next episode beep beep Bitch, you doing a good job. 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 Fuck that laundry. Fuck that dish. Take a break and shake that shit.